What's up, everybody? It's episode 9 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to another edition of Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a local musician, singer, and songwriter. Uh, he happens to be the only person I've ever been in any of my bands with, and he is in a, the current band that we're in is Cutthroat. Uh, welcome to the show, Justin Singer. How you doing? It's good to be here. Yep. It's good to be on the show. About time, right? Yeah. Been waiting to have somebody from the band on the show. Um, it's just been scheduling and stuff. I haven't been able to. Right. Yeah. Get it. I wanted to do it. Uh, I think as my third guest. And something happened where it just didn't work out. And then oh, last right. week I had the birthday show, so... Right, yeah. Wanted to have it this week. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah, it worked good, out. It's been a good timeline. Yeah. And then and eventually, I, um, like you said, I'm going to have... Uh, I will have everybody in the band on, so... Hopefully we can use this as like a almost a get-to-know-the-band members type of thing. So, like... Right. Because I, I plan on putting it on the band page. I'll put it on my page, obviously, and share it to your page, yeah. too. So. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, first off, you want to break the the news? We already broke it, kind of, but you want to break it on the podcast? Our show? Yeah. Yeah. Cutthroat is playing our first show August 22nd at the Tap In yep. with fake news. I don't... What time do we go on? I don't actually... Well, know. I'm shooting... I'm trying to get us to go on at 6, because uh, Drew works at... Works till 5. Oh, right, right. But... We'll see what happens. I mean, if worst case scenario, maybe somebody can cover for Drew, or I mean, I'm sure we can make it work, where we can get it done at like either five thirty or six. Yeah. But I don't want to have to rush Drew either. Like that sucks having to go from work straight to playing music. Right. Yeah. No kidding. But I mean, worst case, we can get maybe we can get all of his equipment and our equipment over there sound checked. You know. Yeah. Before. That's true. I think I know the event starts at five, so. Yeah. But maybe event starts at five. We can do music at six. Yeah, we'll just play through our set, and then fake news can play however long mm-hmm. they want. And it's gonna be outside. Yes, right? it's definitely outside. I don't have confirmation if it's gonna be in the trailer thing or if we're doing a different setup. I don't know any of that, but it's definitely outside in the parking lot. Yeah, be good to get there and check it out. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I yeah. I haven't played I haven't played a live show in five six years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's, I know. That's the last one I played with you. Well, yeah. That was like, gosh, was that 2016 at the rail yard? I thought it was like 2015 And or then I like think that. we played one in 2014, yeah. and that was our last one, and then we did a reunion show two years later. But maybe I'm wrong on the dates. It was, Something it's like been that. like five years. Yeah. And even then, before that show, that was only like the first show in a year before that. Yeah, I played. No, it was. So, it's been a while. I'm not really nervous because I don't know. I'm I'm used to it at this point. Like it, it's gonna be kind of nerve wracking, I guess, once I'm up there. Yeah. But I'm confident in what we have. Right. I'm confident in our material and and just playing with you guys. And yeah. You know, definitely. Like when it's a new band and it's your first show, it's a little bit like. What's it gonna happen? How's it gonna go? Like you know, there's gonna be cobwebs, and you gotta get things going and get it going like 
get to the first show sometime, and there's going to be things to work through, but... And then I've never played at that venue. No, I know no one else has. Yeah, right. I mean, that's definitely one I didn't expect, but at this point, I'll play anywhere. Right. You know, like, just to get live music out there again, just to play, just to get some, some experience under our belt as a live... Right. You know, playing live and stuff. Because we were supposed to play in March. Mm-hmm. The week of. Yeah, and then we had to cancel it because of the shutdown. It was like right when everything happened. Right when we were getting ready to start playing live shows and get rolling on that. And if if outdoor venues are the only venues available right now, those won't be available for long. You know, like, it's going to get cold soon. Yeah, no, it's got to happen now. But you know, it gave us a chance to write some more songs and True. practice a little bit more. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really digging the new songs, too. Yeah, me too. Plus, we got that other one that we really haven't been, like, working on. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I know. That one will be good. I'm excited for that one. I really was feeling that one. Yeah, we've got quite a few. I mean, how many? We wrote two, right? We wrote two, yeah. yeah. We, I think it, it was Rembrandt and Outlaw that we added mm-hmm. to the to the list. And I, they're both coming along really, really well. Mm-hmm. I know Drew really likes Outlaw, he said. Sweet. So. Yeah, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. And we switched, we, I mean, we've cha- we changed a few things in certain songs, too, to, you know, make them better. Yeah. No, we, we've really true. tightened down all the other songs. Still, like, tweaking everything, and mm-hmm. it's definitely different, like, being in a band with five people as opposed to, you know, like or four or, or two or two what <laughs> i'm used to like you got a lot of people to like work parts with and keep on tempo and make everything fit together nicely and right get on the same page it definitely is a rewarding feeling yeah i've never this is to you know, have that many people every band i've been in has only been four yeah and so well no i guess technically uh suburban was five huh mm. Yeah, it was. But I think, but I wasn't really in that for that long, no. so it doesn't really feel like I've been a part of that. Right. Yeah, it's usually just been the one guitar player thing, but now we have two, which is really cool because yeah, I can really just do the rhythm guitar thing, and and Drew has all kinds of things he can do that are far and beyond what I can do, and it's awesome. Well, and I love that everybody in the band is so, like, just... They're, they're perfect for their position. Yeah. Like, no, they do sure. their job correctly and, and like, know how... And they're, you know, seasoned at what they do. For sure. Everyone knows how to do what they do really well. And so, th- therefore, you know, bass has its own part while rhythm does its own part and the lead is flying over the top, drums are doing its thing. Right. Like, everything has its own unique piece and it makes it just like a special song just special art it's nice that everybody in this band has so much like musical experience and background like even Lucas on drums like he's done guitar and singing in other bands so he like understands how to song structure things and Mm -hmm. Aaron's got tons of experience in bands and, and Drew just even though this is his first band his like guitar playing skills definitely like pretty high up there yeah you would never know you would never know he'd never played in a band before he gelled real quick because he's got good people skills too like yeah he works with customers all day and stuff so he knows how to like work with people right so it's 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 a nice change to have a band with some mature 
uh, attitudes instead yeah. of the <laughs> some of the like you know immature like high school things that we've been through. But. For sure, yeah. No, it's it's nice where yeah, not everybody's trying to kick each other out and oh yeah, trying to immediately make changes yeah. and. It's nice when you just like go with what you have and you make it work and. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like I said, it helps when everybody's already just so good at what they do, and you know this band. Another thing about this band, and when I say any band I've been in, obviously, like I said, you've been in every band that I've been yeah. in. So any band we've been in in the past, um, it seems like un- unlike every band we've been in the past, this one just kind of does whatever we want. You know what I mean? Like, we but, have so many yeah. different songs. I like that. I do, too. And it's just... But they're not different enough where you can't tell they're from the same yeah. band. It's definitely like we have a genre, but we didn't ever set out to, like, mm-hmm. be a specific thing. We just, like, let it happen. We're not, like, a one key, like, where everything's in one key or, like, the s- same few keys. And we used to spend so much time trying to find band members and try people out and this band just came together I can't believe how it was so bizarre how it gelled like yeah finding everybody it was just like they were all there and we had it yeah because you knew Lucas Lucas was your connection and then I knew Drew from work yeah and and then Aaron like had just moved here a year before from Nevada Mm -hmm. it's just like it was so and so if I never went to work at Toyota we would have never found Drew. No. And how did you? How did you like Lucas? Because he's just been in the scene. I just know him from the music scene, and I uh, hit him up to jam once, just just for fun, and tried to like. It was a couple other guys I jammed with, and it kind of didn't really work out. But then I got to see that he was like a good drummer and like a cool guy, right. and I just had him on my mind for like the first person I wanted to ask for drummer. And it's like just when we perfect. It. Yeah, I know. He's got a great jam spot too. Like he's got his own place. We don't have to deal with like other people like for sure. Trying to like disrupt other people and whatnot. Oh yeah, that's huge. So plus on top you know, and like you said, with Lucas he's just an all around musician. He's mm-hmm. he he's sang and and done guitar and he understands how to structure a song i think they all kind of everyone kind of does well even the newest song we wrote like he kind of was showing me an idea on guitar Mm -hmm. and i used that to like kind of base that song off of that's another thing too he's helped us in the songwriting process in that way too yeah all it takes is one person just starting something just starting whatever they've come up with and then everyone else just kind of gels on it i feel like we could literally write an album in two weeks, yeah. if we if we were forced to, yeah, and for sure. If we, if we spent you know eight eight to twelve hours a day every day for two weeks, we could write a full album. Right. I mean, a lot of our songs, it was just one little simple thing, and then we build a whole song off of it because everybody has their 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 places they go. And and in the beginning, we did kind of try to like have people play certain things mm-hmm. and kind of get that going because we already had some songs ready. But now we just let everyone do their thing and it just kind of comes together right and for is lucky for me i've had tr- i've had problems in the past writing lyrics to music like which is the you know the typical way of doing it the music comes first and then you write the lyrics to the song whereas 
you know, and the way we've done it before is I'll write the music and the melody, and or like the lyrics and the melody, and then you come up with the music on top of that, which is a very difficult way of doing it. It is, yeah. But we've made it work too. I mean, it works both ways. Yeah. But with this band, everyone can write the music, and it for some reason I don't know what it is. I'm so much better at like writing. I don't know if it's been time or if it's just been. Or if it's just something in this band, Maybe. but I can write lyrics and melody on this band on anything this band writes, really well. And then there's some of the best lyrics I've ever come up with and no, the best for songs. Sure. So, I agree. like Rembrandt is one of my favorite. Like has some of my favorite lyrics in it. Same mm-hmm. with Killing Ghost and Divine Intervention. That's oh yeah, one of my favorite like lyrical songs that you've written. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it might it might have something to do with the type of music we're playing or just the vibe of all the guys, but I feel like you are comfortable enough to like take that leap with like singing melodies and writing lyrics on top of music that already exists, which and I know how hard that is mm-hmm. to like do stuff like that and like feel comfortable to do it. So that's awesome that we can like find that. Yeah, I definitely it's it's rewarding and it feels really nice to be able to do that just cuz I've always wanted to be able to do that, and I always thought something was just... some reason I couldn't do it. Something's different, though. Like, there's a reason I can do it now, so... Right. Something's changed, no matter what it is. I'm happy it happened, because I, mm-hmm. I really like writing songs that way. It's just, like, a different creative, like, avenue. Like, you can open up different doors doing it, like, that way. Right. Yeah. Um, I was gonna... I, I've, I've been trying to think of certain questions that I want to ask every member of the band as I have them on the show. Right. And one one I will ask now is, uh, what would what is your favorite like concert moment or live performance moment for yourself? Like what what are maybe not the one like what are a couple of them? A couple of your just like favorite moments that stand out to you as a live. You're playing live. You know what I mean. Playing live. Um. I think one of them for sure is with Calamity, with me and you, um, when we played at the Cine 7, yeah. uh, the old movie theater. And that was easily our best show. That was so cool. I don't know what the, just the vibe of that show. It was in that old movie theater, so it felt like a, like a legit venue. Mm-hmm. The and stage setup was really nice. The sound right. was really good. And I just remember feeling like the stage was awesome and like the room was just packed mm-hmm. and like we had everybody and the whole crowd in the palm of our hand and you'd give a speech and we were like jamming behind it and I could just feel everybody like getting into it. That was probably the first time I ever like when talking to the crowd I actually got responses and like right? I could see it in people's eyes like they were actually listening you know what I mean? Right. And it was kind of hitting them in a little bit. So that was really fun, yeah. That was definitely like we were getting people on stage. A real like feeling. Yeah, we even got we got people to mosh and like people were doing it without even us telling them to. You know, it, like that's how the music was hitting them. Right. So and then yeah, we were getting people on stage. Yeah, no, and yeah, we brought people on stage to like jump with us on the last song, which was, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be corny, but it was. It, it was worked cool. out really it well. Was, and on top of all that, we actually got to play a full set, the one and only time uh-huh. in that band that we got to play a full set. Yeah, no, for sure. Any other? Uh, um, because that's I, I will say that's my number one. Oh no, I I love that one because you know I I don't have that many, but that's definitely like up there is like probably my number one just because like you said of how 
great right? a vibe that show was. I think for me, uh, playing in, in like Salt Lake City was, oh, yeah. was pretty cool. Like, I remember just like having and really nervous backstage because I'd never played a show that big before and I was standing like on the side and they had to like bring us up in an elevator mm. and they're telling us like oh you know Wiz Khalifa did a music video in here and we're like getting pulled up to like get ready to go play and I mean it was a cool show I just remember like telling everybody like you know who we were and we're from Billings, Montana, and people lost it. Like, the crowd was, like, cheering, like, really? right away. Like, after the first song, people were losing it. That's pretty cool. That, like, I said we were from Billings, Montana, and I was like, that's, that's actually cool. Like, yeah. Like, they thought that that was cool. They didn't, like, groan or nothing. No, like, like they thought it was, like, legit that we, like, made it from there. That's awesome. Or, like, you know, we were just out of town or, or whatever, but... Like, playing all these local shows, like, is a different feeling than that. And I barely got a taste of what it was like. Mm -hmm. But it just kind of, like, showed me, like, people look at us different than they look at a local band. Right. And it was just cool to experience. Was that the best one on that tour? The Salt Lake City one? Yeah. Or was that the first one? That was the first one. Um... Denver was definitely pretty cool, mm-hmm. but the just for some reason with everything involved, Salt Lake City was the best. Right on. Like there was a lot of people and it was a bigger venue and it was just like I don't know, just the vibe of it was was very cool and um like getting brought on stage uh to sing with the headlining band. Right on. Was pretty cool. That is pretty and cool. I, I told him before that what my favorite song was from them, and and that I really loved it and all this. And he was like, "We well, should sing it with me." And I was like, "Okay, like whatever." Didn't think, yeah, didn't think that might actually happen. So I was standing and watching them from the side, like backstage, and he looks at me and he's like, "Like called me on stage." Did your heart sink? Or I was what? like. Oh my god! Like, I did, and then when I came out, the crowd started cheering, and I sang the like the last two choruses. Which band was it again? Stabbing Westward. That's right. Yeah, so that was really cool, and it was cool to experience that with them. I know we were really lucky to get that experience. Sure. And you know, who knows if I'll ever experience anything like that again? I'm just glad I got to. Hey, I mean, yeah, there's only so many chances in a lifetime that you get to do certain things right i mean that whether that's whether that's the only time you get to do that or the first time you know what i mean right it's still a special moment no matter what right that's pretty cool like definitely with a lot of the shows i've played there's different things that make it make a show cool or what feels cool about it or like you realize okay this is why i'm doing this like Mm -hmm. And and different bands have different feelings. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, bands we've done have really been, like, high on my list for, like, what I really believe in and what I can get behind and stuff like that. But, you know, for me being a front man, which I'm not used it's to, it's like, oh, it's on me now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just used to being the guitar player or the bass player. And now I'm like, I gotta say stuff to the mm-hmm. crowd. 
Doing to D Craig doing it. <laughs> doing crowd work is it's interesting. Like I feel like I've done okay in the past. I think I can do better. But like you learn with every with every show, you know. You learn different techniques and different ways to read the crowd. Right. And... No, but I I always thought that you were good at it, and I always looked up to you about it. But when we did our first band together, um, I remember that. I remember that you were into doing stuff like that. Yeah. And we would rehearse a show like it, like rehearse for a show like it was. Dude, a show. we used to have that projector screen. Yeah, and we had a projector where we projected a picture of a crowd yeah. and we faced it in the room, and we would have a jam behind while you were like giving a speech, and we'd get more intense with. We've always done that sang. in every band. But I loved that, and and even like that band, and just like other things that we've done, like. Just like the meaning behind the lyrics, I just really feel it, and just that's yeah, always well, a good goal to shoot for in my mind when I when I would do music. Yeah, no, for sure, and I mean, I'm glad that it comes off that way because that's how you want it to come off, you know? Right. You want it to come off meaningful, and so would you say like you were inspired by maybe more like Shine Down or oh, Disturbed for those like ideas? Shine Down probably for sure because he's just so good at I've I've seen him so many times really? and like every time they do something like that it's just he he's he's really really good at captivating you and like catching your attention and right. making you listen to what he has to say. And you really feel it and stuff. And David Draymond too is another good one at that. But I think Brent Smith. Okay, yeah, is definitely where I got sure. that from. I know I've seen him twice, and I know you've seen him like more than me. I don't know how many times. Like seven times. Seven times. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Like I and I definitely feel like that too when I've seen them. Yeah. Like it's like a theatrical, like show interactive like experience. Yeah. So it's cool to like shoot for that. And I've seen shows, too, where, you know, they'll just play through and then they'll do a little bit of a break where it's like, hey, thanks to so-and-so for coming out, joining us on this tour, right. and thanks for you guys coming out. But it's just simple stuff. It's not. It doesn't have to be, like, dramatic. And it works, too. Yeah. So you can do it several ways. Yeah, and it depends, you know, on how much time you have and whether you're headlining and, and just different things but and one thing's for sure yeah for yeah that's a big deal too one thing's for sure i've seen people do it badly too and that sticks well that's that'll stick in your head too and you don't want that either right it's kind of like bombing as being a stand-up comedian for sure like and i've experienced a lot of like growing pains with like talking on the mic and i've i've had times where i just let fumble over my words like bad and I'm just like embarrassed, like. But I've had a lot of embarrassing moments on stage. Okay, there's a good one. There's let's a good, let's transition good to that one. How about? Do you, do you have any? Let me think while you tell okay, yours. Okay. I mean. Because I'm sure I I oh here's. You I, got some. I actually talked about it on one of the okay, other podcasts. Okay. But forgetting the lyrics on stage oh, of yeah. my own song, and then yeah. on top, and then doubling down on that. And telling everybody that I fucked up, even though oh, they God. don't, they don't they know. Never, especially originals, right? Right, and it's like you just panic in that moment, right. and it was dumb. And so looking back on that, that was bad. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's another embarrassing one: the the little kneel down and like kneeling to the ground, <laughs> being really like over dramatic, like trying to act like 
But I love that, though. I do, too, but <clears throat> I'm going to do it in a less, like... <laughs> Theatrical? Yeah. <laughs> when it's, like, a local show, and it's, like, the sound guy and the bartender and, like... Maybe five people in the crowd. Your buddy, and then you're, like, all right, everybody, rise up. Yeah, and, and or just come like, on, let's get up here. You <laughs> kind of just got to gauge the crowd. If the crowd wants to sit, they're going to fucking yeah, sit. Yeah, there's some, only so much you can do in some of those shows. Yeah. Because so. I've, I've had my voice crack severely. I've had, like, my guitar come out of tune so bad that I had to just not play it for, like, an entire song and just bomb the whole thing. I broke in a string, and then just the whole mm. band waited for me to I change was there for my string. I've had my amp just die, but it didn't die. It just screeched the loudest screech ever, and it was like the last song, so I had to shut it off and like mime to the rest of the show. Damn. Gosh, what else? I'm trying to think. Like you've had way more embarrassing moments, live show experiences stage. than I have. I mean, I've I've almost fallen if not fallen definitely tripped yeah multiple times yeah i yeah. can't i just don't have as many experiences so it's hard for me to like uh, the, the one i remember with you was definitely like my bass string breaking and yeah. then everyone was just i was changing it like Dude, lightning you, speed you did change that thing fast for what it is for what it, yeah it took a little bit but it was impressive yeah and then we had but it was your E string, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. No, yeah, it was. It was the it was either the the B or the E, the lowest ones. Yeah. Yeah. But So and you there's no way you could have played a show without it. Yeah. No, I had to change it and I didn't have a backup with me. Uh -huh. I mean I could have just like ignored that string, but it, if we had one song left. Right. But I remember too, like when one of our bands we had we played a couple shows without a guitar player, so it was just drums. Oh my god, dude! And vocals, and it was like that. Okay, one of them was at Shooters, and the other was. Did we do two of them? Someone's yeah, it was at like the Porterhouse, like You're house right. show, basement show thing, mm -hmm. and. I remember somebody took a video of it, and I remember watching it and being like. Why? Why did we do that? We were like, just so eager. We were just so ready to get going, and like, it just sounded like the bass was so quiet. It just sounded like singing and drums. Yeah, that was rough. And I was like, full on, like going all out, like just like <laughs> I gotta make up for the fact that we don't have anybody. Yeah, that was rough, man. I the shooters one that would go on my list of embarrassing things. Like, it was so embarrassing. I apparently blocked it out because you forgot it happened. yeah and then i remember jason was there and he goes not too bad for not having a guitar player <laughs> as and he's like a guitar player so of course he was like definitely judging the whole time and he's a judgmental well, guy anyway but i don't know why we it wasn't decided the, to do that yeah that was pretty fucking dumb <laughs> but it is what it, it is, is right it's funny to look back on it yeah sure i don't think anybody's gonna be like Hey, you're that guy that played at Shooters six years ago without a guitar player. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> no, it was. It was what it was. It, we've we've. Like I said, I forgot about it. It was that, and it was not like it was a packed house or anything like that. Right. It was just us getting our feet wet. No, for sure. It was just experience and 
motivated us to get a guitar player. Yeah, for sure. That's funny, I forgot about that. Um, who would you uh, put in as like some of your inspirations musically? Just like bands? Or bands, like musicians, people? specific, yeah. I mean, as far as like recently and all time, I sure. guess, like my all-time favorite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then I really have liked Linkin Park, too. Um, ever since they come out. And I'm, I've liked them more recently, um, too. But And then Star Set. I really love Star Set. And I have been lucky enough to see Star Set once and the Chili Peppers once. Don't think I'll get to see Linkin Park. Yeah, Since, you know, Chester and all that. But... Yeah, definitely. Those are like my all-time like three that I list as like my most influential. Right on. And you know, obviously, I love Flea as a bass player mm-hmm. and guitar player. I love John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers as well. Um, yeah, as far as artists go, that those are, you know, they come from those bands. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, recently I've been into like Cold or Bad Wolves. Yeah, it's easy to draw inspiration from, like, anything you're currently listening to. Yeah, Don Broco. Which definitely helps. I mean, at this point, like, I even listen to, like, just random, like, pop stuff now. I don't even care. Guilty guilty pleasure? Fine. You can get get inspiration from anything. Right. Like, musically. Like, country and... I know I'm not a country fan, but like there are some there's some country songs I'll I'll still listen to. Right. But so you if you're a fan of country, you can draw inspiration from that and and like channel it into rock. Right. For or sure. to whatever. And you know it's funny too. Like I even thought about this not that long ago. How much of my music playlist comes from like the Madden soundtracks or like Guitar Hero sound just like games yeah and just stuff. from like hearing it so many times playing those games that you're sure. just like well there, now I love this song there's songs I listen that I'll hear from old games and it immediately is just like a nostalgic like, trigger yeah. yeah like you're you can immediately just imagine like the menu screen or right. something like that for sure you still playing games or oh gosh I, I, I haven't played I a game in a while I haven't played a lot of video games anymore I've just really been into Halo like I played a ton of like Halo 4 and 5 multiplayer mm-hmm. and I've had some friends talk me into getting Call of Duty Warzone I thought like, about trying that, that. it's such a huge download I had really? to delete so many games to fit it because I don't have an external hard drive on my Xbox but it's like Fortnite it's like a battle royale mm. game and it's free and it's really popular I guess <laughs> I suck at it yeah, maybe that won't be for me then. I, I just wanted, like, a first-person shooter. I was, like, craving a fir- first-person shooter the other day, even though I have a few, but I wanted something, like, new. Right. And then, I don't know, I've just been so not into games lately. Yeah, it, it's been hard for me, too. Like, if I can play a game and, like, listen to music at the same time or just mm-hmm. kind of relax or, like, listen to YouTube, like, if it's something I really have to focus on, like a storyline and stuff, like, I just don't. I'm not into that, like, that mm. much anymore. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't know what happened. You, something, I just haven't really been into it. Maybe maybe some point I'll... Because every now and again I'll get the itch to play, like, an old game, like Mario or something like that, and I'll just play that for the day. Right. But it's hard for me to get invested into, like, week-long 
just like day after day after day playing game. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I get frustrated with like the story, the story ones. Like I was super excited to get Assassin's Creed. And I oh, got it yeah. a few months ago, and I played it a few times, and then just kind of never touched it again. Hmm. But. I don't think I'll ever pay full price for a video game ever again. Like I'll only wait till they're what older. Are they, like sixty or seventy bucks now. Yeah, yeah, it's that's not worth it to me because I know I'm not going to play it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I have so many games that I haven't even touched yet, and like so many games you can find that are only a few years old, but they're new to me. Sure. And they're really cheap. I have that same problem mm-hmm. with like movies and shows anymore. Like I just am so against putting my time into like or it's not even I'm against it I'm just hesitant to it's like I, I'll, I'll be sitting here with nothing to do and I'll want to watch a, a show or a movie or something like that mostly a movie but even then I'm not like willing to put two and a half hours into just watching a full movie right I usually and what's funny about that is I would sooner watch like a 30 minute show but I'll watch like six episodes of a 30 minute show even though that's the same amount of time as right. a movie so it's like I just want to invest my time into into like a new movie I've done I, I have done it it's just it varies by day right and then I, I'm so hesitant to start like new series especially like it's on Netflix a big thing you're like getting into yeah because they're like hour long episodes and then you have you know whatever eight to twelve episodes a season and if you haven't started it already then you got like five seasons to catch up on it's like have you watched stranger things yet i have watched the first season okay yeah but i bet if like for people if you haven't even started it you're like oh there's three seasons mm-hmm. and they're all like an hour long like see and i i that'd be a lot i watched the first season and i did enjoy it i thought it was really good and i'll probably finish it eventually but once the first season was done i was kind of just like okay like I just lost my interest. Right. And I'm so bad. I'm like the type of person that if I start it again, I'll want to watch the first season again and then go from there. But I need to force myself not to because it's such a waste of time. Right. Because what might end up happening is I'll just do the same thing. I'll just stop watching. Right. That's the same with like video games. If, yeah. If I stop, if I want to play a game, if like if there's like the third one and I haven't played that in a long time, I'll have the urge to play through the first two and then play the third one. Yeah, no, I I can see that. I don't know what like or like the Marvel movies you want to go through in order, mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. but it's like just just pick one. Maybe. Yeah, just it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I did that the other day. I was I did pop in Arkham Origins. Okay. And just because I was, that's the one I've only played once. Right. Because every time I try to play the Arkham series, I try to play it. Oh, in the order. Yeah, that they came out. But that which, one actually is a prequel. Exactly. So that's it makes more sense to start with that and one. That's anyway. a good one too. I like that one. Yeah. So and but then again, you know, I spent a day, not a full day. I spent like three or four hours playing it. Haven't played it since. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was the same. Like I said with Assassin's Creed, it's just like the last few years for me, like movies, TV shows, video games. Everybody wants me to like play this game or watch the show, and I'm just like. Just want to listen to music and right. just relax. I don't know. Well, like, and I do like getting hooked onto a series. If there's a series that catches me, I'm just not willing to try new things, like new series, and be like, "Well, let's give this a shot and like see if it catches me." And if it doesn't, it you know, 
Or you're like me and something new comes out and everybody thinks it's cool and your first reaction is like, well, I hate that thing now. I'm exactly that's, that's that person. I am too. I'm 100% that person. And like like I said, I only just watched Stranger Things for the right? first time like a couple months ago. And I know like me and you have like that same feeling like even about like Minecraft, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I was like, that's stupid. Minecraft's dumb. And then we both played it and we were like, well, this is the greatest thing ever. Let's make a castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm very much, like, late to the game on a lot of things. Because, like, I didn't even get into Game of Thrones until Season 7. Jeez. So I still haven't. Really? It's good until Season 8. Right. But it is a good series up until then. And, yeah, I didn't even get into it until Season 7. And then there was, you know... I have, I've never played a game of Fortnite. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. Fortnite, I always was like, I'm never going to play that. That's dumb. And then, like, I had it downloaded somehow someone wanted to play it and i'm like playing it every day mm-hmm. and i'm like i suck at this but here i go yeah see i or never just, that's just one i never got into um there's there's all kinds of stuff like that like popular things that i just never get into but like then you have the things like marvel where i was you know that was one i, I was already into before it got really really popular right and so, and then you have the opposite feeling. You're like, I was there first. Yeah, exactly. Don't, that's how I feel about The Office. Mm-hmm. It's like once I had watched it through like a million times by like 2015, then it was on Netflix, and everyone's like, The Office, The Office, The Office, and I was like, I was watching it like back in the day. Don't you even say anything? Right. And I know all the quotes. Mm-hmm. And I'm over it. <laughs> I. I remember feeling that way about Shinedown. Oh, like, okay. Like, right when they were starting to get popular, like, after Second Chance and that album came out, and they were starting to gain, like, some momentum, and everyone was starting to know them. I knew them for their first two albums, and I was like, I'm a journeyman of this band. Like, <laughs> I've been with these guys since day one. Since day one. And it's like, you guys don't... You're posers. You know, you get that feeling. You do. I always, I, I even get that feeling about like YouTube videos I'm watching. Like if I get hooked on like a certain like YouTuber or something like that, or like certain comedians, like with podcasts. I, l- I listen to a lot of comedic podcasts, and it's like I want like it's almost like a jealousy thing. Like I'm the only fan of this, just because like you're the only fan of that. Like maybe in your friend group, but you know there's like yeah. millions of people right. that are fans of this, and it's like no 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 no, just me. Right. I feel like if I met like somebody that I'm like a big fan of on the streets, I could just go up to him and be like, "Hey, let's hang out." Like, I'm your I'm your fan. Mm-hmm. Just me. You know I, what I mean? <laughs> remember when we met Pete from I, Chevelle? I do remember and that. That was, that's what that reminded me of. I was like, I bought all your albums. I've been to three shows. I'm the Chevelle guy. Yeah. I'm the guy that likes Chevelle. Everybody knows that Justin's the Chevelle guy. And I'm, like, the guy in Billings that likes Chevelle. And we were going to see them, and we were walking around the block, like, around the venue, just killing time. So randomly, too, yeah. Not standing in line, and him and the drummer were walking down the street right in front of the Crystal, and I was like, Pete, uh-oh, can I shake your hand? Or something like that. Something, like, not crazy. Yeah, and, no, no. You, you were very like, calm, yeah, considering. I was very calm, and, I, and, and he was just like, hmm, i got this bump. And I was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> devastated. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this band anymore. 
They weren't that I bad. S- no, they really weren't. But I still love that band. I think they didn't expect to be uh, noticed. Pr- no, I don't think so. I think they were just going to like get a beer or get dinner. I think they or got something. dinner or something. Yeah, I think, I, if I remember right, he said. He was, he was kind of awkward about it, but he, he was just like, yeah, he fist bumped, and he's like, you guys going to see the show? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, all right, we'll see you over there. And then, like, just I mean, left. No, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can't blame him for, like, being that way. Like, what are they supposed to do? They're like, oh, yeah, you guys, oh, give me a handshake and a hug. Okay, well, two things, <laughs> two things about that. One... They probably didn't, ex- like I said, they probably didn't expect to get noticed in that town. They're probably like, oh, cool, we're in a town, like, nobody's going to know who we are. And then here we are, like, hey, guys, you know. Or, by the venue. <laughs> right, but at the same time, they're not exactly the kind of band that probably gets noticed a lot. No. You know what I mean? They're, like, famous, but not famous enough to be, like, like people see his face yeah. on, like, the news. I guarantee like, they could walk downtown LA or downtown, you know, yeah. Seattle or Denver or anywhere no, no, big. No. And maybe maybe two or three people, but doubtful. They they look like just the most normal guys. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. unless you're like the biggest fan and like know their faces by heart. But that was me. I know. Well, I remember you said this guy looks like Pete and I was like, Yeah, he kinda does and you go, No 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 no. It's Pete. Like that is Pete. That's awesome. That, that was a really cool, like, just what are the chances type of moment. I do regret not going to meet Bad Wolves, though, now. Where was that at? In Grand Forks, North Dakota. But Would they have a signing or something? or did they? No, after they got done playing. And I didn't really know them at the mm. time. And, and they got really famous from playing Zombie. And he was like, come say hi to us right now. Like, we're getting off stage and we're going to go to our merch booth and come meet us. And I was like, no, no, no. I came here to see Star Set. They're up next. I have to push my way to the front now. Oh, you're on the floor, though. Yeah. See, that makes sense, but though. It's hard to beat yourself up on that one. Especially because I did get to meet Star Set, so I was, I was happy. Sure. I mean, options still out there for you to maybe meet them someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> I'll try. If we ever get to have live music again. If we ever, Yeah, that's true. I could have a virtual meet, maybe. Yeah. If I pay enough. Hey, I almost got that thousand dollars from from uh, what's his name, Vex. What? Remember that? It was obviously a scam. What's his name? Tommy Vex. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you post something about did, him? No, all I did was share like you a video. Sh- you shared like a Bad Wolves video or something. Yeah. And the lead singer, someone made a fake pro fake. <laughs> Facebook profile and it said Tommy vexed and it was like thank you so much for sharing my post come see this link well it's like you've won and, like you've been yeah. randomly selected to win a thousand dollars and you were like could this really be him I was, I was like, like don't be- click on it well because I wasn't expecting it like I just shared it because it was on my timeline I didn't share it because I thought I'd win a thousand dollars I'm like yeah Tommy vexed is commenting on everyone who shares his post and is like you win you can have a thousand dollars of my money <laughs> Like he could spare it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, that's funny. What is? Who else have you met? Who are some other like band guys you've oh, met? Gosh, I've met. You've really got me on this one. You you've met all kinds. I've of met people. quite a few. Like, and a lot of them are very just like random. I'm trying to think of even just like. I don't even think I could remember all of them. Oh my gosh. And I've met a lot of small bands that... Like, I've opened for bands, 
mm. that were bigger that I've gotten to meet. Like I met Adelita's Way, and then I met Hawthorne Heights, and, and that's I, pretty cool. That was kind of like it was always like weird. Like oh, you've really? been well, like just like it's surreal. Like you grew up like watching their music videos and listening to them, and then you meet them in real life, and you're like, oh, like this. He's right there. He's here, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, and I'm just like. Hi, and he's like, "Hey, your band name's funny," and I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you open for Royal Tusk too? Yeah, weren't they pretty cool? Or yeah, they were really cool. Yeah. And this another band that was supposed to be on that show was the Dose, and that's oh, okay. Robert Downey Jr.'s son. Oh, and they, sh- yeah, yeah, I remember that. And they dropped off at the last second, and that lead singer was pissed. Royal Tusk, really? he was like really mad that they dropped out. And then I spilled beer on the lead guitarist pedal board, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I got to get out of here. And then I, like, left, and he was like, oh, man, somebody spilled beer on my pedal board. And I was like, (laughs) oh, no. And it was you? (laughs) I don't know where you are if you're out there, but I'm sorry that I did that, and whatever damage was caused, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell you. Don't bury yourself here. <laughs> don't promise anything. I'm I'm sorry. My That's accept funny. my apology. This is it. I we know that this podcast has a lot of reach. So, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. yeah I wish it had that much. We're reach. jinxing it now. Now it will get a lot. I of hope reach. it does. I yeah. want it to have that much reach. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Who, uh, Jay, you've met. Dude, I've Tim met Tebow. Yeah. And I love that story. Okay. Just be- I can't... You have to remind me, but weren't you, like... Didn't you write him a letter? Uh-huh. I can't I, I used imagine to, what I was, was in that. I was so into that. Like, you, I, you were, like... I did that for Brent Smith, too. I wrote a letter. You were, like... He was leaving... Like, he came to Billings, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was leaving, and you, like, missed him. And you so to- you were just like, Damn! Damn! Yeah, damn! And, that, and that worked. And he came over and took your note. He was... They didn't allow. They weren't doing any like autographs. Like they did. They said there was going to be no autographs, no photos, no meet and greet or anything like that. It was like a. It was like a dinner, to like raise money for something, and so and we attended. I was the only one there in a jersey. Everyone. Everyone else was suit and tie. Because it was, was a Tebow jersey. Yeah. Okay. It was a. It was a formal dinner, that somehow like we got a like a hookup on and got to go. Okay. And yes, and I saw this crowd forming at the end of it toward the front, and I was like, we gotta go up there. So I think he's signing stuff. I think he's, like, shaking hands and stuff. I don't think he was signing anything, but he was, like, shaking hands. And so I got up there just in, on the end of the, like, area where he was walking out, and he he was, like, shaking hands and stuff, and turns to walk out, and I literally just go, Tim! Tim! <laughs> At the top of my lungs, and I don't even believe that that worked. How often does he hear that, you know? And he turned around and locked eyes with me, and I just stick my hand out to receive a handshake, and he fucking shook my hand, and then I took that letter, and I went like this, and he grabbed the letter... And I was, just, and I, I don't remember what happened after that, but I assume he read That's it. That's like fan science, right there, dude. For all he knows, he could open it. It could have said "fuck you, Tim." It, <laughs> it could have. 
But I don't even remember what it said, but it was just like, I think it just said how, like, just big fan and oh. that he was inspirational Thanks and stuff like that. The Steelers in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what that thing said, but it was. I just you knew. Were like, work on your completion percentage, but you're doing great. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, and sorry about Peyton Manning, even though that hadn't happened yet. Sorry you got traded to the Jets. Yeah. Didn't he say that recently? I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I didn't technically meet him. I shook his hand, but. But, uh... That counts. I got to meet... Yeah, I got to meet... I just sh- get fist bumps. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Shinedown. And I did the same thing. I wrote a letter. Gave him a letter. And then he go, I'm gonna put this in my pocket. He did. He put it right in his pocket. And I thought that was really cool. But the reason... Okay, so let me explain the reason I write these letters. I don't do it anymore, but I did. Because I knew I wouldn't have the chance to tell them everything I wanted to tell them. So I was like... Like, I didn't know there wasn't gonna be a meet and greet for the Tebow thing. When I wrote it. Right. Um, but I still got the chance to give him that letter, which was awesome. But it was just like one of those things. I knew if it was going to be that, it was just going to be a handshake, maybe a picture, and then you're out the door. So it's like I figure, okay, I'm going to tell my favorite band, my favorite, like one of my favorite singers of one of my favorite bands who inspired me to write music and like be the singer I am. I got to tell him that. I got to tell him, dude, you inspired me. And I couldn't do that just, like, in a line, holding up the whole line. So I was like, here's a letter, you know, right. telling you all that stuff. So that was, you know, never... It's not like I had any him write me back or anything like that. And, oh, ma- and for all, for all I know... You. huh? He didn't pen pal you. Nah. Oh. And for all I know, he never read it, you know? But I like to think he did. <laughs> I think he did. I think he, he would do that. He put I think it, Tebow would do that. He put it in his pocket. There's other guys. Pete probably wouldn't have... No, Pete would have. Pete been, would have been like. How do you think he's dealing with all this Corona stuff? Because isn't he a germaphobe? Pete's a germaphobe. Oh I, yeah, that's why I thought he, he bumped fist. fist. Bumped me. Yeah. Could you imagine where he's at now? Oh, dude, he's, he's probably he's probably like air fiving people. Yeah. Like high five through the air. They're doing virtual band practice. Probably he probably. They seem like they're so like introverted. They probably love it. Oh, that's true. Who knows? They're um, like, let's write another album. I'm trying to think of who else I've met. I met uh, Egypt Central. That was cool. Not a lot of people know who they are. I know of them. Yeah. Uh, Two Cents was a really cool band that I met. Didn't you meet the guitar player from Drowning Pool? I did. I met CJ Pierce. I've met one of the singers and like the synthesizer guy from Mushroom Head. Nice. Did you meet Wayne Static? No, but I fist bumped him. Oh, nice. Which was cool. Didn't, and then didn't David Draymond, like, look at you? Yeah. And point at oh, you? Yeah, he did. That was on, I can't remember. Oh, because I held up a sign. I was, like, right in the front row, and I don't remember what the sign said. It was something like, I love Disturbed, or I I, I think it said, I have to meet Disturbed, hoping maybe he, because they're pretty known for pulling people on stage. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe, and I, I think it was during Stupefied, and I, pulled the, I put up that sign, and he goes, he points at me and goes, and that was pretty cool. Like I'll take I'll take an acknowledgement from. That's David that Drain. band that sings the sound of silence, right? Ah uh, yes. <laughs> Indeed. I'm so sad I didn't go see them when they came to Billings. It was so good. It was you probably know, the best time I ever played seen. with them. Uh, Pop Evil. It sucked. They were terrible. I've heard Disturbed was awesome. Really bad things about Pop Evil. Did they live. But I actually like that band. Like I like some of their songs, but yeah, I don't mind some of their songs. But live, they suck. I've seen them twice. They suck. 
And uh, it does not sound anything like the record. And that guy is a terrible front man. He tries way too hard. Yeah. You know who was a great front man and a great singer and just a great guy? Me? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But Chad from Nickelback. Oh, my God. He was like... He w- they were really good no, he, live. No, you're right. No, but he was like, we would just relentlessly like make fun of him, and everyone else does. And That's I was true. like, oh my god, he is literally this person. He's the person he that literally we literally is the person that everyone like makes fun of him. He's yeah. like talking about just like getting drunk and girls and just all this. He would just like rant in between songs about like, man, I'm out of breath. These songs are wordy and <laughs> and like. There's this pedal we have, and if you hit it, then someone brings us a drink, and they had to take it away from me because I'd be like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." That is that is what he was he saying about that. He said that. He really did. Oh man, that's funny. He, you're right. He's like a cardboard cutout of what you would he imagine is. he is. Yeah, and he's like a actual like caricature of himself. Yeah, but he's he's. I think he just embraced. He that. sounds great though. He, they did sound really really good, and he wasn't a bad front man. Like. Like, what he did worked for them. Sure. I think that his, like, whole just, like, bullshitting and, like... I don't even know. It was like he was a stand-up comedian. He was just, like, fucking talking. And, uh... You met the, uh... Keyboard player from them, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl, right? Uh Uh-huh. Tell us about Daryl. Daryl? Yeah. Gonna make me tell the Daryl story? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Let's hear that one. This is one of my favorite things. So remember when we went to the draft? Mm-hmm. We watched the NFL draft 2017. At a bar. At a bar. At in, the Rio. I think it was the Rio. It was real. Yeah. In Billings, Montana. Yeah. And I think, I don't know who was with you. I think you had one or two friends with mm-hmm. you. It might have been Mac. It was Mac and Jared. So, yeah. And I, I sat on the left. Because we're at the bar, just like facing the TV. I sat on the left, and then it was you, and then it was Mac, and then it was Jared. And some guy. Just some guy sitting Just at some the bar. guy who's sitting next to me. Older guy. Older guy, like, I don't know, 60, something like that. He looked like he. 65? Yeah. Gray hair. Didn't he say he fought in a war? Oh, he did. He, yeah, we'll get to it. What war? The Vietnam War. There's no way. Yeah, he wasn't old enough for that. <laughs> Unless he was like 10. But he said that he dove 10 feet under the dark water to save a cockpit who fallen out of his plane and do- and brought him up to the surface and got a Medal of Honor. And I was like... This is the same guy... coming up on the Medal of Honor database, buddy. I looked it up. This is the same guy... That plays keyboards for Nickelback. For Nickelback, supposedly, yeah. At the and, okay, continue. Touring, touring keyboardist slash acoustic guitar. Yeah, touring keyboard. Which does not. Yeah, which is a thing. Don't worry, guys. The story gets but, crazier. Okay, so we're sitting. We're sitting. The story gets fucking nuts. We're sitting next to this guy, and and I think the Browns drafted first, and Miles Garrett or something like uh-huh. that. And then he was, like, making comments to us about it. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, the Browns took that guy. And I'm like, don't Just talk to us. Making like, small talk, yeah. I was like, you're a lonely old guy. Like, 
it was fine. Like, I didn't really care. And I do not remember, I wish I remember how, like, the topic of, like, music got brought up and, like, all that. Because I don't think he knew that we were musicians. Yeah. But somehow, he, like, brought it up cleverly that he's the touring keyboardist for Nickelback. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like there's not a- are you serious? Yeah. That's too good to be true. But we're not, like, rude enough to be like, dude, you're a fucking liar. I would tell somebody that now. Right. But well, back then, it was like... But I, I would just be like, okay, just prove it. Just prove it, or I don't care. Like, just... Because I'm not going to sit around and, like... Like, like if you can't prove it, or if you're, like, weird about that, then why even bring it up? I think we were kind of just like, oh, okay. No, you, you were like... The funny thing is, is I was the most gullible. I don't know if it's because I was sitting by him or because I wanted it to be true. It could be gullible. But then it got like more like down the line. Down it was the like, line, like Mac was just laughing hysterically, and you're like, I don't know, man. And I'm like, could be. He could. At first, at first, I was definitely like, dude, no fucking way. This is this guy's nuts. And then he pulled out a picture that yeah. was clearly photoshopped. It was like it was not like, not at the time. It was, it was like, well done photoshopped. It was really well. It was really well done. Like it was a band photo of Nickelback, but he was like at the end. Yeah, he was like in the band photo. Like however it was done, it looked really yeah, well he, done. And then he's telling us like all these stories about Nickelback and all oh, the guys. They call me Papa Daryl, and his name was Daryl Myers, right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're you're his friend, a best friend. <laughs> I don't know, but continue the story. It gets crazier and crazier. So he gave you his number or something like that, right? Yeah. So what what happened was I don't know how he like Jedi mind tricked me into this, but I think he basically was like, um, yeah, and and we practice all the time and. And all this stuff with Nickelback, and I, I, I just use a setup at MSUB in the music department. I like practice with them via webcam, and I was like, "No shit, like, really, like." And he's like, "Yeah, do you want to like?" Because I think we told him we were musicians at this point. He's like, "Yeah, do you want to come like watch a practice?" And I was like, "I mean, okay, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll go watch a Nickelback practice. Like, I, and I'm like, then we'll see if this is real." Yeah. We'll see if this is real or not. Didn't he have, like, a fake, like, records on the wall and stuff? I can't remember. Oh, okay. But, hold on. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, he gave me his number, and he's like, yeah, I'm practicing with Nickelback, and we just practiced via webcam at MSUB, and you can meet me there, and you can just watch. And I was like, okay, I mean, got nothing else going on? Like, this is kind of cool. Like, if it's not true, then I guess whatever. So then... I think the next day comes and he calls me and he's like, so we're going to be having practice, but, uh, but you want to just like hang out first? Like I've got some like yard work that we need to do and, and I'll pay you for it. And then, and then we'll go over to practice. And I don't know why at the time I was like, okay, like, I guess, Oh no, he might've even had me go to his house first. And then he told me we were going to do yard work. So I was, like, already there. Mm. And he was like, will you help me with this for a while? Like, I'll pay you for it. And I was like, okay. So, like, here I am at this complete stranger's house doing yard work for money. I'm waiting for the part when you get molested. 
No. <laughs> I, I am too. I was waiting for that part, too. I'm so glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Lesson learned, like, if someone had caught me before this, it could have easily had happened. Like, <laughs> you, you were even, like, after that first night, you were, like, laughing so hard because I was trying to, like, Google him and all this stuff, and you were like, you're going to lose your fucking mind. You can't find him. You're losing it over him. And I was yeah. like, I know. So we're doing yard work, and I don't remember what it was. It was like pff, planting flowers, or like hmm. like mowing, or like moving a bunch of dirt, or just just whatever. Like, and I'm like, this guy is just—he's just a lonely guy, and he's got this stuff he needs to get done, and he just wants someone to help him. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, can't you just say that? Right. Couldn't you just be like, hey guys, you know, would one of you be interested in like doing some yard work with me? I'll pay you for it. Like, that's all you had to do. But he kept up the charade. But he kept up this like made up story. Well, maybe made up. This made up story that he was in Nickelback. But I got to his house and I'm thinking like, this is just like a little like, like average house in the middle of town. Like, it definitely wasn't a new house. Like, mm-hmm. And it was really, like, bare and empty in there, and he was, like, by himself. And I'm like, wouldn't you be more financially well off? Like, why is it so empty? Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, all, you know, like, why would you be here by yourself? Well, like I said, didn't he have, like, fake, like, platinum records or something like he that on the wall? Have. With- I know he, he definitely was a big Nickelback fan. He definitely was a huge Nickelback fan. Dude, maybe he was just so fucking, like... Big, fa- you know how like people get, like become such big fans of like people they fall in love with them and then like stalk them and like write them letters and stuff. Maybe that's him. Could have been him. But like with with Nickelback, <laughs> and he just loves them, and he's like, I'm in their band. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> them. Sometimes I play their their uh, videos on the screen, and then I play keyboards, and their songs don't even have keyboards, <laughs> but now they do. <laughs> Some of them might have an acoustic guitar thing, but no keyboards. Yeah. No. So. And, he's just like, and then another thing too is like I would constantly because you know what pick at him. What? I mean, we all just want to be big rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he does too. He really fucking does. He took that song way too much. He to took heart. it like literally. Yeah. He took it as like. Oh, I should pretend to be in the band. You all come into the house, he's like, Hey, you want a quesadilla? (laughs) (laughs) How do you remember that? What? We did have that. Uh, That's in the song. I think that's what we had for lunch. was like some Mexican thing like that. I thought, no, that's in the song. That's why I said that. that. He goes, I want a quesadilla. He is like... So now he just eats quesadillas all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because Nickelback told him to eat quesadillas. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. So. It gets even crazier, though. Well, well, yeah. And and he, I was like, can you play some keyboard for me? Like, show me some keyboard, Daryl. And he'd be like, oh, I got my fingers cut and I got a band-aid. And I'm like, okay. Just so lie after all, lie. Yeah, all day we did 
And didn't you try and even, I remember at one point, did you even say, like, are you in this fucking band or not? And he was like, you don't believe me? Yeah, he was very, like, butthurt about yeah. people not believing that he was in Nickelback. And I'm like, dude, if you were in Nickelback, you wouldn't be so butthurt about it. Didn't he show you, like, texts from Chad Kroger? Yeah, he would pretend that he was going outside and talking on the phone. And he'd come back in and be like, yeah, I was Chad. I was just on the phone with Chad. He was just talking to me about, like... He's gonna come up here and he's gonna go to Bozeman and like, and that was he was just telling me about his dad. His dad just passed away and I was like, oh no, like, my condolences. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my gosh, jump to the really crazy part. Okay, well, like we we were we were he also like would tell me, like you look a lot like Chad's little brother, and I'm like, okay, you know. And, and and that was kind of weird, but uh, but so this first day, he's like, yeah, that was Chad. You know, practice is canceled, and I'm thinking, oh, convenient, okay, how convenient. So like, yeah, but we got some yard work to finish up here tomorrow, and then practice has been pushed to tomorrow. And I remember at this point, I was like, he's just extorting. I just have you. to know now. I have to know. He so, like caught you into. So I went the next day like an idiot. Don't try this at home. I went the next day like an idiot, and his girlfriend was going to come, and, like, I don't remember what she was doing, but but he really thought it would be funny if I pretended to her like I was Chad's little brother. So we she shows up, and it's really awkward. And, like, you can tell there's something up with this lady and like she's not quite like super normal he's not really normal <laughs> and like you know it's awkward to meet her it's just a nut house. but she's not like she's coming in with preconceived like suspicions already i can tell and she's like suspicious about me and this whole thing so she's like talking to me and i meet her and he introduces me as like whatever his son, little brother's name was which was so awkward and it was not, like, funny. Like, haha, just kidding. He's it wasn't planned, him. though, right? He didn't, like, tell you beforehand, did he? No. He th- just told me that it would be a funny joke, but I'm like, he's taking this really seriously. So she, he leaves, and she comes up to me in the hallway and is like, really sorry to hear about your dad passing away. I'm, like, really sorry. And, like, she was super, like, sad and, like, heartfelt about it and, like, really, like... And it, I was like... I'm not that guy. I'm just, I'm just Justin. I just met this guy, and I'm just helping him do yard work. And and, and she was like, "What?" She was like, couldn't believe it. She because like, he was trying to pull the wool over her eyes. Yeah, he he was using me to keep this Nickelback story going because she was already suspicious. She had already dumped him once because she didn't believe him. So. I did get paid, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, she's pissed. And then he was mad at me, because I never should have left you too alone, and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my god. And they leave to go get paint, and when they come back, she had dumped him. Yeah. Because of me. Mm-hmm. And he is pissed. He's like just like complaining to me, like... Oh, she dumped me, and oh, she if we would wouldn't have messed this up, she'd have believed it, and just like thing after thing, and I'm like, well, how'd you meet her? He's like, yeah, I met her at the liquor store, and I told her I was in Nickelback, and I was like, 
So this is how he the just... The whole thing has been built on Nickelback. <laughs> Your life is built on a Nickelback lie. <laughs> so, in other words, you helped a crazy person yeah. do yard work. I helped a crazy person do yard work. I got paid, and he got dumped because of me. And also, I had to convince him to not steal stuff from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> all these decorative bricks and I was like Daryl we can't do that <laughs> it's like oh yeah you're making all this money in fucking nickel yeah. back and you gotta steal bricks from Home Depot and we went to the bank and he's like they know I'm in Nickelback they see the <laughs> statements and I was like oh okay Jesus and then dude. here was what really gets me is that he said that he was in a Super Bowl halftime show playing keyboard with Aerosmith. And oh. I was like, dude, I watched that. and Dude, you probably watched it. Yeah, and in there, I was watching it like a freaking detective. I was like, I don't see him. He's not in there. I was like, it was like true crime. Like, I was solving this, this mystery, the case of the Nickelback. Daryl Myers. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he's a if ghost. If that's even his real name. Yeah, I don't even know. But there's more good stuff. Oh, my God. Right? I don't even remember. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, this did, this did have a funny uh, outcome in the end. Now I'm, for, I'm definitely forgetting one thing of it. So, he, he started losing it because, like, I didn't want to come over the next day. And, of course, practice was canceled the second day. And I was trying to get out of coming the third day. So, I don't remember if it had been a few days, but he called me and he was like, you know what, I got a proposition for you. Uh, Nickelback's going on tour, and they really were, remember? remember? That's when we yeah. saw them. And, and he's like, and I'm, you know, their keyboardist, and I want you to be my keyboard tech. And I was like, at this point, I was like, Daryl, I will absolutely do that. You just let me know the time and the date and all the information and what I'm getting paid and contracts you let me know you send it over to me and i will be happy to and he was like no no you call me you call me and we'll hang out and and chad's coming to bozeman you should meet us in bozeman we're gonna go fish and i was like no 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 you let me know when you're going on tour and i'll be your keyboard tech i'll be there for you daryl and he was like well i was like daryl i gotta get going but i'll be your keyboard tech you just you just let me know. And then that was the last I ever heard from him. And then we got the bright idea. And then we, for one, we went to Nickelback. And you know who wasn't there? Daryl. Wasn't on stage. Daryl. Daryl wasn't on stage. Or a single keyboard. I was like, where's Daryl? Not where a, sing a single fifth person in Nickelback? I don't see him. So we got the bright idea to go on over to the dollar store. Grab a little, you know. Just a card. A card. And write a little, you know, nice, like, you're fired from Nickelback, Daryl, from Chad. Yeah, I don't remember what all yeah, it said. I don't remember. It was like, since you're not on tour with us, you are fucking fired. Yeah. Sincerely, Chad from Nickelback. I swear it said and something he, like, else, too. It, it said some other funny stuff. Oh, I also had seen him driving in Billings, too, because he had his, like, white whatever car I don't remember what his car looked like but I just know it had a sticker on it and I saw it and I was like Nickelback's on tour right now and you're just driving around town mm. so we so we went through his house 
and I gave you the letter, uh-huh. and you ran it to his mailbox, uh-huh. and then you sprinted back. I could have swore it said, like, fuck you in there, fuck too. Fuck you, yeah, probably did. Like, by the way, fuck you. By the way, fuck you. <laughs> Can you imagine if I, like, just was like, I'm in Disturbed. Pretty much. I'm the backup vocalist for Disturbed. Pretty That's much. about how crazy but that sounds. But you went to, like, all this length of, like, photoshopping yourself. And making this big, like, lie. And, like, pretending that you were talking to David on the phone. And then and then being like, oh, yeah, all the guys from Disturbed. I, uh... They call me, uh, you know, Buddy Dakota. I am Buddy friends Dakota. with, uh... I do text with Tom Segura. Hmm? Tom Segura? Comedian? See, he texted me today. Right there. Tom Segura. Comedian. Wow. Right there. See, he said, uh... He literally said, "I had a hernia. I had hernia surgery Thursday, and then had a vasectomy. Double whammy. Sore as shit, but don't have to pull out anymore. Have a nice weekend." He said that to me, and I responded with, "Congrats on the snippage. Hope you feel better soon, buddy." See, I'm not lying. That's, that's from Tom Segura. That's amazing, but after this whole conversation, I'm a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. I also have Bert Kreischer. And uh, Chris D'Elia. I'm friends with all of them. They text me on the regular. But not Chad Kroger. No. Really? No, it's from that community app. Do you know what community is? <laughs> you actually had me there. <laughs> really? Yeah, you did. No, it's not really. I mean, it's them. It actually is them. But it's a mass message to like all the fans and stuff. And they do reply sometimes. They've never replied to me. And that's a real text that actually occurred with Tom Segura, but no, it wasn't I was like gonna a, say I kind of feel bad for using uh, Daryl's real name, but um, we we don't know if it is his real name. I'm not gonna bleep it out. Make not, sure you get the bleep button ready. Oh no, I'm not. It's staying in it there. It might kind of sound like we're saying, you know, like this beep guy. Daryl, no. <laughs> it might just sound like we're we're cussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Daryl. Oh, Daryl. I know there's there's probably one or two things I forgot about that story, but you know what? Unless I think you covered the, it. The moral of the story is don't do what I did. <laughs> but if you want to do what I did, you can make some coin and mm-hmm. have a great story. But you also run the risk of being a lampshade in an apartment. I could have. Yeah, right. I could have been a severed head somewhere in a box. Jesus, especially with the way things are going nowadays. God. Definitely, to any children listening, do not assume anybody is a a keyboardist to any band. No, don't. (laughs) Probably more things than that. Just don't believe... Don't believe what you hear. Don't believe what people say. Even if they, like, have evidence. Question everything. And that's what I did. I was questioning... But don't make the mistake of you need to know. But yeah, question. Yeah, definitely question everything. I'm, dude, I'm like that with everything anyway. But the thing is, like I said, you knew he was lying by the way he was going about it. Mm-hmm. Now when I like look back on it, sure. Like, if you if it was true, why would you be that upset? About right. People not believing you and mm-hmm. just prove it. Yeah. Oh well, live and you learn, right? I mean, I'm not upset about it. Nah. <laughs> There's worse things funny. to be upset about. Where are we at in time? Getting pretty close. 
Anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say? I mean, we still got time to kill. I mean, I mean, I don't know. What what do we got? Music stuff. Yeah, we covered quite a bit of music stuff. I don't know. Anything you want the uh, fans to know about you? <laughs> the fans to all, know about me. All the fans. All the fans. I'm like I'm a fun guy. A fun guy, Kawhi. He literally can't say anything now without people making fun of him. I love it. Me too. I mean, I talk about sports, but I'm kind of bummed out about that right now. Yeah. I mean, understandably. I will say Nuggets did win tonight, so that's really nice. Nice. The, the Timberwolves, my team, Aren't even they're there. not even there. But the Twins... The twins are doing pretty good. Are oh, they doing good? They're like ten and two or something. Last I checked. I've been paying attention to. I, I was gonna check the baseball standings today. I forgot. I'll have to check it. Yeah, like you, you've kept up more, more on hockey. I don't even. Hockey and basketball, and then we'll see if we even have a football season. It's still looming. Interesting. I, don't, I haven't really. They're saying that it might happen, but there's still a chance it couldn't. So, they're kind of using baseball as the uh, guinea pig. Interesting. Yeah, I saw one of the teams like just quit playing, or something like the Marlins. The Marlins, yeah. yeah. They had to suspend their season. Yeah. So they're gonna kind of play off the baseball thing and see what happens. But I mean, it's still a go as of right now. There's no preseason because they were late to training camp and all it's that. It's just weird, you know. You got players that are like high-profile players that are just opting out and like. Yeah, Broncos just... right tackle opted out. The highest paid right tackle in the league. Jeez. But we don't owe him any money, which is kind of cool. I guess I didn't even know that until you told me. Okay. Yeah, so we now we have three or $30 million in the salary yeah, who cap. Who is there to spend it on now? Well, we can sign Justin Simmons now. Oh. We could use that money to sign Justin Simmons. There's some stuff we can do. I don't know. It's not. I mean, he didn't even play all last year anyway, so right. it's not a big deal. We just plug in somebody else or sign somebody else. Right. What's up with the Vikings? How do you think that's going to go this year in Minnesota? It's yeah. nice that the Twins are doing good, I guess. Like, yeah. I just know Minnesota's kind of a nut. Yeah, Minnesota is definitely like one of the like nuttier places. places. I don't, you know, probably that in Seattle and Chicago. Doesn't your, fa- doesn't your sister live in Milwaukee? Or they live outside? No, they live, like, uh, in the middle of the state now. Is Milwaukee, like, kind of nuts? No, I'm sure it's more nuts than anything else in Wisconsin, just because it's big. Bigger, yeah. And it's, like, an hour north of Chicago. Yeah. But where she's at is pretty, like, chill. It's kind of like here. Dude, what do you think of that mayor of Chicago? She looks like a fucking... I don't know what Demon. happened to her eyes. She um, looks like a zombie. She does. She really does. She looks like there is literally like something wrong with her. Yeah, she looks like she's possessed by a fucking devil. She does. I saw, I don't know, I saw like a thing with her and I was like, what is that thing? Yeah, for sure. That's a monster. You really wonder where like what the things that she says, where did she get all that from? From her possessed yeah. fucking demon from that's her, inside of yeah. her. Yeah. She looks like the exorcist. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for her head to spin around. <laughs> like, that, she's fucking, like, nuts. And they, they, they like her over there in Chicago. <laughs> they, like, voted for that. They, like, thought that, that she was, like, 
their person. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, after all of this shit is over, like this next election cycle with all the governors and whatnot, there's going to be a lot of changes. Probably. There's a lot of states, I'm sure, that are fed up with their governors and their senators and stuff. There's going to be a lot of changes. Probably. It'd be... Also... Here's a thought I had. I don't know if I... I don't even think I mentioned this on... No, I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, so I want to get your thought on this. How fast... I might have have said this to you once, so let's see if... How fast... If Joe Biden wins the presidential seat, how fast does coronavirus just disappear? Gosh. Because you know the media... You know the media is not going to want to talk about it and make everything negative. They're going to want to talk about how great things are. The monster's gone. Yeah, no, you're probably right. And like, and then nobody's going to fear anymore for coronavirus, and they'll be more willing to go back out because nobody's talking about it. So it's obviously just disappeared, even though it's still there. It's just as much there as it was before. Right. I mean, that's just throw like your the thing. masks in the air. It's the real virus. We're it's free. The media. Yeah. Your mask. That's just protect you from everything. Yeah. Nothing can get through those things. Yeah. When you, wear, when you go outside and you wear that cloth mask and you ba- your bandana... You're free. You're safe. You are literally... That's what I'm waiting for, though. Everyone safe. to just take, like, Biden is your president. You're free now. You can be free again. But then they're like, but just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but little do you know. Now but now, give us your guns. <laughs> but now, please turn in all of your guns. That's that's not how they do it, though. They got to do it slowly mm-hmm. and like come up with some bullshit thing to get everyone to do what they want. That yeah, no, for sure. It's like I've I've heard that about like the election and like and Trump and Biden is just like we're just gonna make having Trump be your president just life so shitty that you're just gonna be sick of it. Mm-hmm. Like that. Could very well be a strategy. Well, and then you have, like, all this pedophilia stuff being, like, kind of pushed to the side. No, Nobody on the media's end is talking about that. That's oh. that's where social media kind of does have an important, like, a good role in the world. It, is like, people like people can still talk about it. You know, but that's true. But, like, like I'm saying, like, I think big tech and stuff, like, they're starting to censor way more than they have, uh and censor free speech and, and different opinions that aren't the status quo mm-hmm. mainstream opinions like there was a hashtag for like save the children or something and facebook like banned it now which is insane like, like how is that a bad thing why would you do that like you're just admitting that there's a problem that there's that issues within within these high corporations and these politicians and stuff. I think that they just want everybody to believe that oh, this stuff's made up. Just don't look at it. Just just ignore it. Because mm-hmm. they can they can literally shape the narrative. They literally can. And yeah. make you believe what the... And which, that's why big tech is so dangerous when, when Google and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they're like the whole internet pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they have all this swinging power to just be a private company and censor whoever they want and decide what information you get and it's already, what's, what's free well, speech it's and what's bad not enough with who controls the main narrative it's like you can't even have your like social media other narratives now now it's just going to be like you're not even going to know what the alternative could be it's thought control yeah 
It's not even, you don't even have the option now to have choices of what to think or believe. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's it going to be like in 5, 10, 15 years? Or what's it going to be like for kids growing up? It's already probably not that great brainwashing-wise for people younger than us. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, obviously, you're still allowed to think, for now at least, you're still allowed to think what you want, but you're not allowed to share your opinion and let the world know, unless it's something they want you to believe. Right. If it's something that they don't agree with, well, you're not allowed to share your opinion about it. And and there's so many people that, like, not only that that's what they want, but just so many regular people that just can't handle hearing something that they don't agree with. That goes like against the narrative. have the, like, the, the mainstream opinion on anything, then you're basically, like, better off just not even bringing it up. And I think a lot of people feel that way. They just don't even bring up their beliefs about anything because they know if they did, people would, like, stop liking them and, like... But, you know, it's only, like, the crazies that would, like, not be your friend anymore because of who you voted for. The funny thing, too, is I think... I truly believe the majority... The majority of the people in this country either know the media twists things, and they or they know you know the government's corrupt. I think, it's and I but I think the majority of people just don't fucking care about any of it. But the media makes you believe that the majority does. Like, be, like the majority of people believe the narrative that they're pushing, and they believe certain things because they're only promoting right. those things. And all you gotta do is, like, go onto Instagram and, like, look up some of these woke posts. And then look at the comments. And the comments are just, yeah. like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then they have a million likes on, like, that first comment. Like, that's what people really think. Like, people try to push all this stuff on people. But then you look in the comments section and everyone's like, no, we don't. Like Whenever this. I see something that's shared that's, like, just radical. Either way, radical left, radical right. If it's something that they're like, you know, they'll post and be like, this is disgraceful or this is so crazy that somebody would do this. Whether it's, you know, promoting like to dis to distaste of the left or distaste of the right. That's, I mean, that's the only type of person that's like, not like not the only type of person that's like that. But that's a, a very small majority of the people. That's not the vast majority. Right. Of whatever party well, that is. Well, I mean, and that's the people that are speaking loud. And, like, actually posting and doing a lot of this kind of stuff are the, like, extreme people. Yeah. Well, you're never going like to see... average people aren't just, like, hey... Yeah, and you're never going to see... Yeah, exactly. You're never going to see, like, an average person's thing go viral. Because it's, it's the average thought. It's something that everyone thinks. When it's something that's just insane, that's the stuff that gets shared around the world and that everyone sees. The stuff we can be outraged about. Yeah, yeah. not the normal stuff that people think. Because... Why would you share something that is just normal? Right. You know what what I mean? kind of effect does that have on people? Exactly. That's like, true. Like, no, that's true. Like, that could definitely change. Like, especially young people. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's scary, you know? True. Well, <laughs> I think that we're getting close to the end here. I think that's a good stopping point, eh? Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Of course. First, first band member to be on. Right. And then we'll get the other guys on too. So Rock I'm going to trickle them in there, l space them out a little bit. But 
shove him in hard. Yeah. Get him in there. <laughs> I want to see Lucas. I want to see Aaron. I don't see Drew. 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 Um. Yeah. So. Con- uh, show. Chill. August twenty second. Uh, tap in. Come check us out. If you're a fan of the band, like this podcast. If you're a fan of this podcast, go like the band. Uh, we'll do a little cross promotion there. Cutthroat. And um, what else? Please be sure to uh, like this video or or the uh, audio on Spotify. Share it. Subscribe. Do all that. Because, and especially if you're a fan of the band, we'll have the other guys on here too. So make sure to keep up and and check those out. And uh, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.